Hello, and welcome to I Have a Few Questions About Being a Grown-Up. I'm Annie Middlemist. And I'm Patrice Ciccarelli. We're two coaches helping new adults who are trying to navigate their path. We tackle your questions and offer solutions while building your emotional intelligence along the way. We're here to help. Let's get started. Hey, Patrice, how are you today? I'm good. How are you, Annie? I am really great. So excited about all the people that are lining up to be guests on our podcast. I'm so excited. Um, And while we are scheduling those, something came up a few weeks ago, and I thought, we don't need to wait for a question for this one. This is something I want to talk to you about that I didn't prepare my kids for. I'm not sure if you prepared your kids for, but when they got driver's licenses and started going out in the world, I never told them what to do if they get in an accident. Did your parents prepare you for that when you started driving? Um, I remember that. No. I mean, I feel like there was some education in driver's ed that told you about it, but I think that it wasn't until I got into an accident and was like, oh my God, and had no idea what to do. And that ended up being a kind of a, um, a big rigmarole with the insurance and attorneys. And so I learned a lot through that, but things have changed a little bit since I was first starting to drive. So yeah, I'm excited to talk about this because we've had some recent accidents in our family that, <laughs> so I feel like I'm a little more up to date on, on the process. Yeah. So um, first of all, is everyone safe after your accident? Yeah, we had, so it kind of was like this big roll. The very first one, my poor little car, I have a Mini Cooper, was sitting out in front of my house and it was nine o'clock at night. So I was winding down and getting ready for bed. And all of a sudden I hear this slam and it sounded like the back door of my house, like being slammed really hard. And it was just so confusing to me. And I didn't, you know, I was kind of expecting one of my sons to come home from work at that time, but he would never come in the back door. So I sat there for a second and I stood up and I walked out to the the front of the house and I looked at the back door and there was nothing going on in the back of the house. And then I could hear, I could hear voices talking in the front of the house. And so immediately I thought, well, shoot, did he come home from work and get into an accident in front of the house? That was my first thought. And I open the door and I see this like orange Kia Soul, like in front of my house, up against my Mini Cooper. And I'm like, did you just hit my car? <laughs> and she's, like, <laughs> she's like, I think so. And she, so what had happened was she dropped somebody off in the cul-de-sac across the street and then made a U-turn, came around and I think her drink dropped and it caused her to run into my car. So she went down to pick up her drink and she swerved and hit the back of my car. So should we clarify what this drink was that she didn't like drop? Did she say it was a soda. I think it was like a, <laughs> a giant Del Taco soda yeah. or something. Yeah, I, I don't think she was. Um, she wasn't drinking. I don't I don't know if she was. She didn't seem to be, but she seemed a little shocked and. And she wasn't from around here, although she's living here now, but she's new to the area. Anyway, my next door neighbor happens to be a retired police officer that he helped when he worked in traffic, when he was a police officer, and he always did investigations on uh, traffic accidents. And so he's always my first go-to. And he was out there as soon as I was, because he heard the, the crash. 
So for this one, he said, you can try and call the police, but they're not going to come for this because there's no injuries. And he said, don't call the police. Take a picture of her driver's license. Take a picture of her insurance card. Take a picture of her VIN number. Take a picture of the car and all the damage on both cars. And then contact the insurance to deal with it. And so for that one, that's that's what we did. And it ended up being pretty easy because she had fine insurance and it was all covered and it was no trouble at all. So that was number one. You want to hear about number two? Sure. <laughs> like three days later, I think I get a panic call from my father-in-law and he's, you know, 83 years old and and he doesn't usually dra- travel very far, but he was going to get a pair of shoes and he had to drive up to South Coast Plaza, which is, you know, seven or eight miles from us. But it's out of his like typical circle that he drives. And he was driving down the main road headed that way. And his navigation stopped working on his phone. And so he thought, oh, I'm going to pull over because I don't want to look at, I don't want to figure this out while I'm driving. So I'm going to pull over into a parking lot and see if I can fix it. And so he looks for the first parking lot and there's like a Hertz parking lot right to his right. So he starts to make the turn into the Hertz parking lot, but Hertz is closed. It's like, I don't know if they went out of business or whatever. And there was a chain that was blocking the entrance. And so he makes the turn and then stops because he can't go any further because the chain is blocking the entrance and a dump truck runs right into the back of him, <laughs> slams him into a light pole. Oh my and, gosh. Yeah. So he calls me in a panic because he doesn't know what to do. It doesn't, you know, it's not that you have to be young, but um, he's like, I don't know what to do. I just got into a major accident. My car is totaled. And I'm like, I'll be right there. And luckily, he doesn't know it. I don't think he remembers. He might know it. Um, but I track him. Like he, We share locations on the map just for this reason. So I didn't even have to ask him where, I, where he was. I just followed the Apple Maps, and it took me right to him. And that one, the police and the paramedics did come for that one. And so when the police came for this one, they took information from both parties because the dump truck driver didn't want to give my father-in-law, any of his information. And so the police reporter or the police guy took the information and then he allowed us to take a picture of his initial report before Mm. he submitted, which I thought was great at the time because now we had all that guy's information if we needed it for the insurance purposes, then the police officer would go and make his report later and then we could pick up the official one or they could get the official one from the insurance Um, So I thought that was a really handy tip. So not only taking pictures of all that stuff, but if the police officer lets you take a picture of everything he wrote down on his clipboard, then you have all the information that you need for your insurance as well. So that was number two. Luckily, my father-in-law like was fine. He wasn't, he was a little sore, but if you saw his car and he was ran up against a light pole, <laughs> it was like, thank God, he could have been really hurt, but his car was totaled. Um, the insurance took care of it. That was, those are my accident stories. Why did you want to talk about it today? <laughs> let's just talk about, <laughs> let's not just talk about my stories, but there was a reason why you. Yeah, why what's you this podcast to- about? So 
my friend's daughter was in a car accident and called and I was there and the poor thing, there's a lot that's involved in your first car accident, right? Like, first of all, you're afraid um, of what just happened. Then you're afraid of what happened to the car. Then you're afraid of how much trouble you're going to be in from your parents. Like, so it's a really emotional moment. And I think the more people that can take this advice or even just research on their own or some of the research I've done in this, um, like now that I'm thinking about it, I think we should all have a checklist in our glove compartment next to our insurance card. So that you have something in writing, like take a breath. Here's what you need to do. Right. Um, because you may be in a place that doesn't have cell service or, or your um, cell phone might not work for, you know, maybe it got damaged. My husband's cell phone was ejected out of the car and it flew like 20 feet. Wow. But that is a testament to the case it was in because it did not get damaged. <laughs> yes. Yes. That company. But he had to find to it before it. he could call me. But yes. So a checklist would be great. So then yeah. what did your checklist say? What, what are some of the things that it tells you to do? So from the personal experience, what we learned is when you call, if you call your parents first and they ask, are you okay? They're not asking about your emotional state. They're asking about your physical state first. So the parent asks, are you hurt? Like, because okay, you know, nothing's okay. My car is damaged and (laughs) the world's not okay. That's a very open-ended question. For drivers, not just young drivers, but any drivers who haven't been in an accident, it's being able just to take a step and assess what happened. Right. Take a breath. What just happened? Check yourself for injuries. Check your passenger. Make sure they're okay. And then get to a safe place. So if you're on the freeway, move off to the side. Right. Um, And even those basic rules. If you move off to the side and you're not staying in your car, get out on the other side. If you can climb over the other side, don't get out on the freeway side. Yeah. Um, If you don't feel safe, if it's dark and you don't know who hit you or who you hit, you can stay in your car and roll up the window and just call the police and wait for someone to come. So never compromise your safety, no matter who the other party is that's involved in the accident. Um, But that's what 911 is for. And when you tell them what happened, they'll ask, is anyone injured? They'll make sure anyone else will come. So you don't have to do any multiple steps. Um, Yeah, that's a good point because I didn't even think about that from a personal safety, from a personal safety standpoint, but I'm sure there's been incidents where people have caused accidents to get you off the road and get you in a vulnerable position. So now you're off your game, you're upset because your car has been wrecked, and now you're alone and somebody potentially this, I mean, I'm sure this is a small percentage, but it's something to think about that you don't necessarily trust everybody that is involved in the accident. Right. And also really not talking about who's at fault. That's again, up to yes, the police never, officer to never decide. Fault. <laughs> right. Because um, it will be remembered. And, um, and don't get emotional with the person that you hit either. Like, don't let this escalate. You never know what's happening. And I say this to so many people I know driving is you never know what's going on in the other car. So if they're too close behind you, change lanes, move out of the way. 
you don't, you know, maybe they're not paying attention. Maybe there's a baby crying in the back. Maybe they're under some crisis, like just get out of their way. You don't need to prove anything when you're driving. It all goes back to staying calm when you're driving. And if you don't think you can stay calm, you need to pull over yeah. and just drive safely. But um, um, yeah, waiting for help. And then in exchanging information, you want to wait for the police to do that. And they'll exchange that information for you. Um, that's another thing we talk about being safe. If your home address is on your driver's license. Um, and I don't think your address is on your insurance card. Yeah, it might not be. I don't on your registration. Like it, it is, but there. So a lot of times, depending on where you live, in the city you're in, the police will not respond to non-injury accidents. Right. Let's say exchange information, call your insurance company, and right, you can deal with it. And yet, in other states, if you don't do that, if you don't call the police it may not go through insurance. So in some states, it's the law to call the police. Um, so I would say always yeah. call the police and let them decide. That's a good point. Yeah. Like this isn't really a police issue. Here's what you need to do next. They'll talk through it with you. And then, you know, things that I wouldn't think about, like get the name of the officer and his badge number mm-hmm. who comes so that you know who was there. Yeah. Um, I would never think of that. Ask how to get a copy of the insurance report. And, you know, as long as everyone's safe, this is all just crossing T's and dotting I's. I know, but in the moment, because right. something shocking happened that you weren't expecting, your body goes through kind of a physical response, right? Adrenaline gets pumped into your body. And if you're not used to dealing with that, it is going to cause an emotional response. So sometimes it's hard to control mm-hmm. your emotions, but... I think your point is well taken that you don't want to go off the handle on somebody if you don't know what their story is. Are they carrying a gun? Are they having a terrible day? Like, you don't want to make a situation worse than it already is. Just, I like your advice of, you know, just wait for the police and have them handle it. Yeah. Yeah. And if you see something on the road, just get out of the way. And, um, let that car do with that. You know, we've all been on the highway before when all of a sudden a car comes up behind you and then changes lanes and there's someone else he's racing. You just hold tight, let them go. Not your story. And, you know, what's um, so interesting about that is that there's some people and I know people like this who are so competitive that it is hard for them not to get into it, whatever that means in a car. But, you know, like slow down so that you know they have to slow down or change lanes just to or box them in you know I know people who will do that and it just aggravates the situation but their personality is so competitive that they will not let somebody else get the best of them they will come out on top no matter what right Right. but right I think that's just, it's not worth it, right? No, and you're assuming that this person even knows you're there, cares about you, is invested in anything with you, when really, maybe their wife is in labor in the backseat. Like, you, you don't, don't know, know anything. Yeah. Um, and always start from a point of compassion when you don't know something about someone. Yeah. 
So um, assume good intentions until you know otherwise. Yes, Patrice. That is how we have lived our life, isn't it? Assume (laughs) best intentions. That made Um, me think of something else, though. Uh, Somebody I remember giving me advice. I was running late to something. And she said to me, she's like, okay, you're running late, but do not worry about it because if you speed and get into an accident, it will be way worse than showing up five or 10 minutes late to whatever you're showing up for. The The consequences to being so angsty and I got to go and I, you know, in and out of traffic just to get somewhere because you think that you have to be there. She had gotten in a major accident when she was doing that one time. So she was late for something and she was speeding and she got into a terrible accident because of that. And so she was trying to share that piece of advice with me of, you know what, ask yourself, is it worth it? Is it worth your life to get there, you know, on time or five minutes before you would get there if you drove at a normal rate? Yeah. And people appreciate a quick phone call. We all have phones. So let them know. Nowadays, yeah. I'm five to 10 minutes late. And they always appreciate it's better to make an excuse at the beginning than at the end. Because at the end, it sounds like an excuse. And at the beginning, it sounds like a reason. Right. That's a good point. Yeah. So, yeah. So we hope that our kids don't get into accidents. But once you have paperwork in front of you, then you want to go home and call your insurance company and tell them what happened. Yes. And if you are paying your own insurance and you're independent and you're on on your game, then when you get an estimate, then you don't have to claim it through insurance because your insurance will go up. So if you have a $1,000 deductible and it's going to be $1,200, think about what is your insurance going to go up. And they're pretty honest with you about how that will, they'll tell you. If you claim this, your insurance will go up to this and you don't always have to claim it on your insurance. Just because you called them doesn't mean you have to make a claim at that time. Right. So take your time to get an estimate and see if maybe it's a better deal to get it fixed on your own. So a couple other know things. Is know that, that insurance yeah. goes up if you're in an accident. A couple other things that I learned in two completely different scenarios. So on the one situation that my car was hit and I was not in the car, I didn't call my insurance at all. I only, I contacted the insurance of the person and I basically made a claim on their insurance and she had also made a claim on her insurance. And so my insurance didn't have to get involved at all because I was not in the car. I had nothing to do with it. There was no way they could say, oh, Patrice was 20% at fault. There was no way they could do that. So in that situation, I dealt with their insurance. Now, in the motorhome situation, we got advice of don't talk to their insurance at all. Let us do that. And so if there's any question about like who's at fault, who's not at fault, let your insurance company deal with it. Let they have lawyers if it gets to that. They will defend you and they have your best interest in mind. And of course, their best interest. So which is your best interest in most cases. So they were telling us stories about how sometimes people will call you to get your story and act really, you know, nice, or they're just calling, you know, on behalf of the insurance company, but they're really not the insurance company, they're recording you. And so don't talk to anybody. 
except for your insurance company, the representative who's representing you. Yeah, that's a good point. That's what my insurance company said too. I called them and said, the accident I was in wasn't my fault. And they said, but that's okay. We just want to make sure we know and we'll double check and make sure they're holding up their end. Yeah. So you've been in accidents before? Yeah, I had kind of a year like yours, except I was rear-ended three times. Um, <laughs> and both two of the times I was completely stopped on the freeway and someone came up and just slammed was on their phone and wasn't paying attention. And another time a person was on their phone and I was going, you know, 30 in a 30 mile an hour, 35, whatever. And I'm just driving along. I looked in my rear mirror and someone was coming in hot at like 55. And so I knew it was coming and they just slammed right into me while I was driving. Oh, that is so, so scary. Um, yeah, it is scary when you see them coming. Um, but uh, fortunately all those things, minor injuries were fine. Um, but yeah, I just, I want to take an episode to talk about this so that our listeners, whether you're a parent or an adult, maybe make a checklist to put into your glove compartment so that when something happens like that, you have everything at your fingertips, make sure you know what's in the glove compartment, that you have your insurance in there and, or that you have your insurance card on an app on your phone. You could have it two places. Mm -hmm. Um, and take care of yourself. So you do not have to get out of that car until the police come. If you don't right. feel safe, you stay in that car, crack your window and just say, I've called the police. They'll be here in a minute. The other but, thing um, is smart. right after the accident, you may not feel like you're hurt because oftentimes the adrenaline will mask any feeling mm -hmm. of being injured or mask any injury, unless it's so obvious. So you know, you can go the next day to get checked out if you wake up and you can't move your neck or because oftentimes that, that's what happens. The whiplash will um, set in the next morning after you've slept and any injuries that you didn't recognize before might show up later. So yeah, and make sure they do get recorded because that will all be covered under insurance as well. And you could choose to claim those if you want to. Yeah. 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 It's all covered with insurance. So make sure you take care of yourself. Um, yeah. So that's great. So I, I have one more car accident, sir. One more car <laughs> accident story. So this was speaking of when you were young, this was like early, this was the first car accident I was in and I was down in the San Diego area and I had made a wrong turn. And so I decided to quickly make a U-turn all of that was my fault. I should not have made that U-turn because it was an unsafe U-turn. So I make the U-turn and some guy who was coming down a hill broadsides me, right? And kind of turns my, my big, it was like a 1966 Caprice classic. <laughs> it was a, a old classic car. Anyway, he hits me in the side. I had great insurance and they took over. But what happened was, what was so interesting about this was that the guy, turns out that guy looked for opportunities to get into accidents. And so he did not try to avoid the accident. So he tried to sue. So he hit me knowing I had made an illegal turn or illegal U-turn. He took the opportunity to hit me. And I was young and, you know, a young girl and had no idea what I was doing. So then he tried to sue 
the insurance company and probably my parents for whatever injuries he had. And he wasn't really injured, but he was probably claiming big injuries because that was what he did. So it turned out the attorneys for the insurance company I had at the time did research on this guy, realized he had made several claims very similar and took that guy to court and exposed that he was like a serial accident kind of guy. So this is kind of like what we were talking about. You never know if somebody's trying to intentionally get into an accident with you. And so um, his lawsuit was thrown out and he didn't take my parents to the cleaners, thank God. <laughs> but they did cover the they covered the damage on his car and probably what if he did have like some neck problem or something. But he ended up having to pay for my attorney that had to go to court to fight him. So anyway, I just remember that as like I had no idea any of that was going on until I had to you know, call and talk to him on the interview on the phone, not him, but the insurance company to get my side of the story. And, but you never know, you never know who's in the other car or what their motives are, what they're thinking, or you never know. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, that's very good advice. And I hope that this has helped someone else if they get an accident to just take a breath, take a minute and remember everything is figure outable. My whole motto so them, don't worry about your parents being mad. They're glad you're safe. Um, yeah. It seems and, like a really uh, big deal honest. at the time. But once you take a deep breath and realize that it's all going to be okay, then you can relax. But it does. Yeah. When it's your first one, it feels like a really big deal. Yeah. All right. Good call. Yes. Good call. Great conversation. I'm looking forward to, we have almost a wait list going on right now of people who want to come on, but I want to make sure we of course always invite our listeners to email us at I have a few questions podcast at gmail.com so that if they want to come on, they can contact us or on our social media and um, go on. So there's always room. We'd love to talk to more people. Yes. We will talk to you. If you want to come on and ask us a question, we're excited to talk to you. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Annie. Thanks, Patrice. Have a great day. If you have a few questions about being a grown-up or would like to be a guest on our show, you can reach us at I Have a Few Questions podcast on Instagram and I Have a Few Questions podcast at Gmail. Reach us either way. We would love to hear from you and take your questions or maybe even meet you in person. And if you enjoyed listening... Leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and write us a review. It would mean the world to us. We always love having subscribers and making new friends.